0: Today? Who were you one year ago? Who would you like to be one year from now? What do you need to take on the journey to become that person? And what do you need to leave behind? This is the same prompt that I gave you last year as we ended 2022 and got ready for 2023. It's funny because I actually intended on publishing this episode last week. The kids were finishing up school. I was submitting grades and wrapping up my semester. And I'm like, you know, let's just take a break from it all starting now so that I don't really need to think about things for a minute. But then I realized how well received the Marianne Bright episode from last year was and how much awesome information was in it that could be helpful to new listeners who would have no idea to go back and search for it. So I decided to repost it, which meant I had a few more days to sit and think on this one. And now the day that I am actually recording this intro and publishing the whole episode, Ironically, it's the one-year anniversary of me publishing the Mary and Bright episode the first time, which, more than being a great episode, it was the first time that I ever told people about the podcast it was the day I started to actually have listeners. Well, other than my dad and one of my very best friends, Shan, because they were my two OGs. My dad, because he's my dad, and Shan, because she and I have not only been close friends for all of these years, but she's also been with me on this mom journey for like, over 17 years now because our families have become meshed since then because our babies were matched up on a kind of weird baby blind date of sorts. So they both have been my day ones, my two most loyal listeners, and I love them both for that. But it was one year ago today that I posted that Christmas episode and decided I was ready for an audience of more than two. So when I look back at where I was and who I was one year ago compared to now, I'd say I am an entirely different person. But that's not really it when I think about it. It's more, and I honestly, I don't know exactly how to say it. It's more that I am or am becoming the version of me who is my favorite or who I always knew that I could be. Like if you peeled away all of the layers of insecurities and guards that I've put up or hurts that I have felt or however it is that you want to say it, we all do it. We hear things from others over the years, or we get hurt, or we get disappointed, or for any of a zillion different reasons, we doubt ourselves, or dislike ourselves, or even just question ourselves. But as the years go on, we build up these layers over our authentic self. We hide that authentic self with these layers as a shield to protect ourselves, to make ourselves someone we're not, but maybe we think we should be. But I think that for most of us, that favorite version of us is actually our authentic self. So that's how I think I've changed from December 22, Jen. I'm not 100% sure I'm there yet, but I'm definitely much more my authentic self or my favorite version of me than I have ever been. Last year, I asked you to pretend like you were packing for a vacation going into 2023. What would you pack and what would you leave behind? And I thought that was a pretty fun way to look at it. So let's do it again as we look into 2024. What's getting packed into your suitcase and what do you need to leave behind? Okay, so I led with this one last year and I am going to do it again. I am bringing my hair. I said last year that my hair has seriously never looked better. So I was packing it. But you know what? It looks even better now. So 100%, I am bringing my hair into 2024. And while we're on it, I mentioned, gosh, it must have been just about four weeks ago now, because I just started week four, that I started a new workout program. And I am totally bringing that with me because I have been an everyday fitness of some sort girl forever. But recently, I totally switched things up and I cannot believe the results already. I think It actually may even be worthy of a January Just For Me episode, so I will put a pin in that one for sure. But really, most importantly, is the way that I feel about myself. I feel strong and capable of anything. It's confidence, and that is truly not something that I have ever thought in the past. Kind of like my hair and my skin. Are they actually better than they've ever been to be honest I have no idea I mean I'm what 47 now so I'm not sure my skin is actually better than it has been but I think what's different is that I finally think they are but it's more coming from inside and how I feel about myself than outside and how they look it's that feeling of I feel good do others think so You know, I'm not sure that I care because I do, and that's truly the most important part. And that, my dear friends, is absolutely not something that I have ever thought before. So, 100%, that is coming into my 2024 suitcase. So, what do I need to leave behind? The first thing that pops to mind is the past which kind of sounds stupid, right? Duh, of course, the past is in the past. We all leave the past behind. But I think that's actually a critical error for so many people that they dwell too much on the past. They bring it with them. They got stuck in it and can't move on or can't grow. Or it makes them stuck in a sadness. This year is a huge one for me. 2024 is the year that has been in the back of my mind or in the pit of my stomach ever since my oldest went to kindergarten and someone referred to them as the class of 2024. It's been a number that has been looming out there, like a ticking clock or probably more like a ticking time bomb, like in a movie that I'm frantically trying to defuse. Apparently, I have failed because it is here, 2024, the year that my oldest graduates. He turns 18. He becomes an adult. He goes to college, presumably living elsewhere for a portion of his time. Yes, I could go on and on about this for like a dozen episodes, but for right now, I'm going to stick with leaving the past behind. I don't want to be sad about this. Yes, some things will change and be super different, but I have always said that I enjoy every moment so that I don't have any regrets. And I don't. I have enjoyed these 18 years and I will enjoy all of the ones that are coming just in a different way. So I am not going to bring the past or what was or the way things were with me into 2024. I'm going to bring this feeling of excitement for what's going to come for all of us and the happiness I have around the relationship that I now have with each of my kids as teenagers or these semi-adults, instead of bringing with me sadness over the relationships that I had with them when they were children. Now personally, and it transfers over into professionally, I have realized that I have a much stronger fear of success than I do a fear of failure. I actually just listened to a podcast on this recently, and I realized that it is also something that maybe we need to put a pin in because I would like to talk about this more in January. I know that I cannot be the only one feeling this way, but I totally realized that I am carrying a fear of this podcast becoming successful weird, right? I mean, isn't that what my goal is? But it hit me that I know that this is the path for me. I know that this is what so many people want and need to learn to make their families and their lives and themselves better and stronger and happier, just like it's made me and made my family and made my life better and stronger and happier. And I can help. I see the way that people respond to episodes and to content, but to be completely honest, I think it scares me or maybe it overwhelms me to think of that kind of responsibility, to think of those numbers, to think of that success. I really thought that I feared failure, but in actuality, I realized that I feared people seeing me fail much more. And once I got past that, I've realized it's actually the opposite, a fear of the success of it. I fear how it will change the life that I'm actually quite happy and content in. I fear my ability, or maybe it's my inability to manage it all. And so when I look in and I see my downloads spike, I totally pull back. And instead of using those spikes as a catapult, I'm like, "Hmm, now's a good time to focus on something else that I'm falling behind in. Or I see if I post a TikTok, it totally gets traction. And you might think, fantastic, that's great, post TikToks. Yet, if you look at my TikTok, I, in fact, do not post despite knowing this. So yes, a fear of success. My fear of success is something that I will leave behind in 2023. So if you have been here since the start, first of all, thank you and I love you. But if you have, you know, go back anyways and look because you did this activity. So I'd love for you to see how you have grown and how you have changed in 2023. I mean, I would absolutely love for you to reach out to me and to tell me too. Seriously, I would love to hear it. So tell me, how have you changed? And if you are new, thank you. Thank you for joining us. I am so happy to have you here as a listener and a part of this community. And I really hope that you will do this now too, so that next year you can look back and be A, amazed at how you've grown, and B, you'll be thankful that you started today. So as you reflect, who are you today? Who were you one year ago? Who would you like to be one year from now? What do you need to take on the journey to become that person? And what do you need to leave behind? It's Jen. This is another episode of Reframing Me. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy New Year. Happy whatever it is that you are celebrating this season. Right now, I am celebrating that I turned my grades in and I set my auto reply that said I will be out of the office until January. Happy holidays. I mean, I actually wanted to say happy holidays, bitches, peace out, or better yet, Merry Christmas, kiss my ass, kiss your ass, kiss his ass, happy Hanukkah. It's funny. I actually think we're going to watch that tonight. We have not sat down to watch something together other than football in ages, but the kids have finished up school for break. And so we may end up with a girlfriend or a friend or 12, but I don't care. It is a Christmas vacation movie night, even if I'm watching it myself. So I have actually never used the out of office auto reply before. And it's a super wonderful feeling. Wouldn't it be just lovely if we could turn something like that on in life when we needed to? Like, I am done turning off, I will be back, but right now, just no. Here is your request bouncing back to you like the UNO reverse card, just no. Now I know is definitely the time of year. We'd all totally use that feature, right? Only about a week more, a week until Christmas, a week until what is, in my opinion, the best days of the year. I know that I told you all this last year, and honestly, I think I've probably mentioned it other times too, because the week between Christmas and New Year's is my favorite week of the year. Time has no meaning. We're in a weird limbo where not a lot is expected of me. And I know that that is definitely not like that for everyone. And I'm so sorry because if I was in charge of things, it would be. It would be a week-long celebration, but not like a party celebration, like the opposite of a party, like a nothingness celebration, like lockdown, Remember how much we all hated that? Do you ever think about how lovely that actually was in retrospect? I mean, obviously not the sickness part, duh. Just like the, you cannot leave your home or associate with other people, that part. Anyway, for me, I love the week before New Year's because it feels like a hard reset. Like when your computer freezes up and you hit Control-Alt-Delete, and then you just sit there for a few minutes, right? Stare at the blank screen, and then at the startup screen, and just do nothing but sit and wait. So just like that. Knowing that, yes, everything will start back up again, but there's that brief time that's not really long enough that you go to do something else. Yet, it's long enough that you can just sit and take a brief breather. That's how I see the week between holidays, the Control-Alt-Delete week of the year. So as we move closer to that time, it seems like a perfect time for us to have a conversation about 2025. Wait what? You might be saying, girl, it's not even 2024. And you're telling me it's 2025. Well, not quite 2025, but we're really going to use today to prepare for 2025. And I actually, I think that this is an awesome activity for your entire family to do. I cannot promise that they will, but I know that I am going to at least try to make my family do this. Okay. So first, Please don't worry about me. Do I get confused? Probably more than I should. Yes. Do I completely lose track of time, like days and weeks and months? Is it before 4th of July or after 4th of July? Again, yes. Am I disassociating from 2024 because it's the year my oldest graduates from high school? That is possible. And actually, I just thought of that right this second. But all in all, I am overall just fine, attuned with reality, and I know that today, the day I am recording this, is the middle of December of 2023. I don't know the date, but that's beside the point. That doesn't mean that I am incorrect in telling you that we are preparing for 2025. Think about it. We typically just kind of take things one day at a time. We often fall into the trap of not really thinking ahead, like not really planning or setting goals. So maybe that's why so many people don't actually ever attain their goals. I mean, even New Year's resolutions, right? Most people's New Year's resolutions aren't really much of a success. And even if they are, how does that resolution fit into the greater picture? How does it lead to our goals? Well, today, we are going to do things a bit different. We are going to walk through four steps that I'm doing, and I would love for you to do them with me. The steps that I am doing this year as my Control-Alt-Delete-Reset. To do this properly, we are preparing for 2025, okay? So just go with me on it, all right? According to the Law of Attraction... We have mentioned this before when we talked about manifestation and the law of resonance. The law of attraction says that whatever we focus our thoughts and our emotions on will come to us. We create the life we have. We attract the things that we are. Our thoughts, our beliefs, choices, actions, our behaviors, words, they're all tools that we use to invent our experiences and our circumstances. So we have the ability to create our circumstances and our opportunities by setting clear expectations and intentions as long as we stay committed to living in alignment with these intentions. If we can simply alter our relationship with ourselves, we can attract an external world to match it. We can have great relationships in our lives with our partners and our children and our friends. We can attract opportunities and attain our goals. We just need to create this life and these relationships and opportunities to stay committed to our intentions. But we need to start with recognizing our old beliefs and behaviors and thoughts, and we need to find the ones that aren't serving us, or maybe the ones that are even holding us back. And we need to then replace them with new beliefs, behaviors, thoughts, the ones that will bring the positivity that we want. Now, I know this is woo-woo Jen-Jen coming back here. And you're probably like, so this is what happens when you give the girl a healing crystal advent calendar and she's on what, like day 18 or 19 or whatever? But think about it. You might think things like, Why does this always happen to me? Why can things never be as easy for me as it is for someone else? Why does every friendship I ever have end poorly? Why am I always stuck in a miserable job or in a toxic relationship? Do you really think it's a coincidence that you somehow just happen to end up being left out or in a job that ends up being dead end, or with unsuccessful projects, or with whatever. It is our behaviors and our beliefs and our thoughts that continue to lead us down the same paths time and time again. We continue to make decisions that always bring us to the same place. We continue to have the same conversations, the same reactions to situations, and we wonder why we get the same responses and have the same relationship issues over and over again. Why are we always passed over for the promotion or for the award? Why are our teenagers always the ones who are getting into trouble? Why does every friend I ever have or every person I have ever dated, how do they always turn out to be absolutely crazy? Why is everyone out to get me? Is it me? Um, yeah, it kind of probably is. But not like you, you. More like the energy that you're putting out there is what you're attracting. Now, you need to understand that this is going to take time and practice and dedication. It's not going to happen overnight. But if you keep with it, it will happen. So the very, very first thing that we all need to do is get rid of any negative thoughts or beliefs that are holding you back. So for step one, you're going to need to take a very honest look at the parts of your life that are kind of icky things that you may not even be able to put your finger on. Let go of any negative feelings or thoughts. What has been building up inside of you this year? What grudges are you holding on to? What narratives are you telling yourself? I'm not smart enough for that. I'm not talented enough. I don't like public speaking. I'm not really good in large groups. What are you believing about what you are capable of or what you deserve? Are you thinking that you're not a good enough mom for that type of relationship? Do you believe that you deserve to succeed? Do you believe that you want to succeed? Are you afraid of failure? Are you afraid of success? Are you avoiding commitments? You must take a good look at the thought patterns and the behaviors that you're holding and get rid of the negative to make room to attract the positive. Now, you might be thinking that once we clear out the negative, we're ready to manifest what we want. But there's another step in between. Do you actually know what you want to attract? I know, that sounds crazy, right? Like, of course I know what I want, duh. But do you? I know that sometimes we think we know what we want, but we actually don't. Maybe we think it in our head, but is that the same thing we want from our heart? Do you even listen to your heart? And how about your gut? What's your gut telling you? Well, let's just see about that. So second, step two, we're going to need to tap into our intuition. Now, we talk about our intuition. I slide the word into episodes pretty much anywhere I can. You know, like I do the fact that I got a 32 on my ACT. So, funny story. I told y'all that I love to slide that 32 into, as my husband tells me, a lot of conversations considering that it happened over 30 years ago. Well, I did it with some of my kids' friends not very long ago. And one of them looked at my son and laughed and he was like, should I tell her? So I got a 33. Ooh, burn Jen. That's Okay. I'm just proud to be nominated. It took me like 30 years of slipping it into conversations before I hit someone who told me that they scored higher than me. So I will take that as a win. Anyway, our intuition is the second step. Intuition is a subconscious process that allows us to make quick judgments or decisions without necessarily relying on any type of conscious reasoning. It's most simply put, like that gut feeling that you get or that inner knowing. It's knowing something without really knowing why or even how we know it. We just do. Intuition itself is an evolutionary mechanism because it's there to protect you, to keep you safe and alive. As humans, though, we love to rationalize and we have a tendency to only trust what we consider to be rational. So yes, we do make decisions and we think from our brains totally, 100%. But there is a reason we say things like, listen to your heart or what is your gut telling you? Those aren't just sayings. Did you know that? So your gut has like 100 million neurons and neurotransmitters, literally in your gut. And those are used to process external stimuli and yes, send signals to your brain. Same for your heart. You take an input and your heart sends signals also to your brain. So yes, you are thinking and translating these signals to make your decisions, but the information is often coming from the neurons or neurotransmitters of your heart or of your gut. The issue, though, becomes that point that we love to rationalize. And so our brain, well, you know, to be totally honest, it gets in the way sometimes. The heart brain is based on how the situation relates to our dreams and our hopes, our desires, or our disappointments. The gut brain reacts when we feel threatened in any way like when our fears are triggered, whether they're real or perceived, but those neurons in our gut send the message to our brain. And that is also where we feel the courage to overcome the fears. So first, in order to truly tap into our potential of who we want to be, the relationships that we want to have and that we deserve to have, the opportunities that we want to create, To tap into any of that, we need to use our intuition. So to do this, we need to quiet our minds, to do the practices that I preach over and over again, things like meditation and mindfulness or deep breathing, all of these things that help calm the mental chatter and create the space for our intuition to even arise. And when our intuition does arise, we need to trust it. So trust your instincts. Listen to your body. So, as we move forward into this new year, if we truly want to become the person we hope to be and have the life we want to have, full of opportunities that we only dream of, we're going to need to try to tap into this. Super simply, all right, you can have a practice of tapping into your intuition anytime that you're making a decision. Now, remember, I said that this whole New Year's plan is good for your family to do too. This intuition activity I have here is amazing to have your kids do when they have decisions to make. Okay, so when you have a decision to make anything, what to wear, what gift to purchase, where to travel, whatever it is, think about it logically like you always do rationally with your brain considering like the pros and cons. Think about all of the options around the decision. Then, once you've done that, I want you to take a breath and clear your mind. Think about someone you love or something that you love to do. Then you say the words love or gratitude or thankful, some combination of those words that open your heart. Then you'll again think of your decision. But this time, you're going to pay attention to your heart. What comes to the forefront now? What pros and cons? Using your heart may find an answer or maybe some options that are different than those from your head. What you come up with typically relates more to your desires than it does to facts. So instead of choosing the outfit that you have the most comfortable shoes to go with, are you choosing the one maybe that makes you feel the most confident? Maybe your head told you to pick the gift that you know that they get the most use out of. And maybe your heart instead tells you to pick the one that would make them remember you or like you or make them the happiest. Your head chooses the travel destination that has the clearest travel plan and the most sights to see and the most activities to do. But your heart, it chooses the destination that you've always wanted to see or that you'd be excited to say that you've been to. Then, of course, you need to focus on the gut. So you need to take another deep breath to relax. But this time, though, When you do, you need to make sure that your breath is big and that you're filling up your belly with air. This time, I want you to think about a time when you were brave or courageous and say the word courage. Think about your decision again. Now, what are you thinking about? How are the points differing from the points from your head or from your heart when you listen to your gut? Maybe you realize that the shoes for that outfit are awful on wet concrete and it's rainy. You hadn't thought of that before. But when you listen to your gut, those things come up. That's your intuition. This is something that I would love for you to bookmark and come back to Anytime time that you have a decision to make. Just like everything else, the more often you do it, the more natural it will become. And eventually you won't need to do it so structured. It will just kind of happen. And that, that is using your intuition. So let's use that activity here now as we look ahead to the new year. First, of course, use your head. Think about where you want to be one year from now. So like wrapping up 2024 and heading into 2025. What do you want your life to look like? What will you be doing? Who will you be spending time with? What do you look like, feel like? How is your health? Physical health, mental health, emotional health? Take a look at your relationships. The relationships you have with your children and your partner or your friendships? Where are you at personally, professionally? What are you accomplishing? Do this logically. Think about it. Be curious. Use your head. Then, once you've done that, take that deep breath. Think of someone or something you love. Say the words love and gratitude and thankful. And again, ask where you want to be one year from now. What do you want your life to look like? Your relationships? You? Your physical self? What does your hair look like? Your body? How are you dressing? How do you feel physically, emotionally, mentally? Where are you professionally and personally? All of the same things that you need to know, but this time, think from your heart. Trust your instincts. And last, take a deep breath and fill your belly up with air and think of a time when you were brave and courageous. Say the word brave, courage, and ask again. What will your life look like one year from now? Who will you be? Where will you be? Who will you be with? What will you be doing? Think from your gut. Feel what it's telling you. Again, trust your instincts. It will be really interesting for you when you can be aware of the variations that come up. We all know what the logical and rational brain is telling us but we often really miss what the gut and the heart are saying. Or even more likely, we hear it, but we rationalize it away. Okay, so step three, you've tapped into your intuition, you've listened to your brain and to your heart and to your gut to see where you want to be, who you want to be, what you'll be doing, how you'll look, how you'll feel, what your relationships will be, what you'll have accomplished, what experiences you'll have. You have listened to your intuition to establish who you are going to be, where you are going to be going into 2025. So now, step three, what is your vision for 2024? See, I actually know what year it is. I told you not to worry. But really, how can you make a vision or a plan? How can you make any decisions for the new year if you don't have an end goal in sight? So what is your plan for 2024? Go through all of the categories, relationships with your kids and your partner, your parents, your siblings, your in-laws, your friends, coworkers, those friendish people. What relationships do you need to focus on? How should you foster them? What relationships do you need to remove? What relationships do you want to attract? And then after relationships, look at you, your physical health, your wellness, your appearance, your emotional and mental and spiritual wellness. What hobbies do you have? Is there travel involved? What else is it that you are being drawn to? How about professionally? What goals do you have? What do you hope to accomplish? What about your finances? Where do you plan to be in 2025? How will you use 2024 to get there? And step four, we've always said that a huge part of manifestation is putting in the work. So what do you need to add or remove from your life to accomplish what you want? This may require you to take a hard look at yourself in 2023. This is where the changes happen. This is where those New Year's resolutions can come from. Do you have a hard time saying no? Do you use social media too much? Do you need to add exercise into your daily routine? Do you need to add journaling or meditation? Do you need to make more time for your partner or your kids or your parents? Or do you maybe need to make more time for you? Your resolutions will be so much more effective if you are doing them because they are part of your overall plan to get you to where you want to be, to make you who you want to be, and like who or what or where you actually want to be in your heart and in your gut, not just what your brain is rationally telling you. Now, maybe, yes, maybe it's the same, but maybe it's not your intuition isn't going to lead you wrong. And once you know what you want, then it's just a matter of finding the best way to get there. Thank you so much for listening today and all this year. My very first full year of podcasting. I cannot believe how much we've grown. And I mean how much I've grown too. I will be back with new episodes in January. And I sure hope that you'll be back too. In the meantime, seriously, go back through the archives. Listen to prior episodes. I'm not exaggerating when I say that when I feel like I'm struggling, I go in and I listen. And every time I do, I'm like, whoa, she's smart. But seriously, I feel like I am constantly reminded of things that I actually need to be reminded of. Please share the show with your friends and help me reach where I want to be come 2025. Follow me on socials, on TikTok and Instagram, it's Reframing Me. And on Facebook, it's Reframing Me and join the Facebook group, Reframing Me, the podcast community. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy New Year, happy everything. See you in 2024. Bye. (music)